In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Each year on Pentecost Sunday, we hear from Acts of the Apostles, Chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit arrives on the scene. As with last year's setup for Pentecost, there's two facts to highlight about this story. The first is to speak against a common view about the moment of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit arrives and falls on those gathered in the upper room, many imagine the disciples break out an indiscernible babbling, like the sort of unrecognizable gift of tongues that are seen in tent revivals. The actual text of the story shows us otherwise. We're told that the disciples were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues. Yet here's the thing. This word for tongues, glossa, can also mean different languages. So another way of translating this passage is that more simply, they began to speak in different languages. That's important when we consider what happens as these disciples go forth from the upper room into the city. The crowd, which gathers around them, says, then how does each of us hear them in his native language? The crowd doesn't respond, look at these crazy people hissing and babbling in a language we don't understand. No, quite the opposite. The crowd does very much understand the disciples as they have received the Spirit. And what do they understand them saying? Yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. They were speaking words in different languages about God's mighty acts. A second insight to offer about this passage is that the crowd also says, Are not all these people speaking Galileans? This is important because Galileans were considered to have funny accents. They came from the country of the north, in and around the Sea of Galilee. Remember when Peter denies Jesus as he's put on trial? Someone says, Assuredly, this man too was with him, for he also is a Galilean. Peter was picked out of the crowd because of his accent. He spoke like a Galilean. It'd be sort of like how we can pick out an accent from New York or Boston or Australia, which makes the fact that these funny-talking disciples are now proclaiming God's mighty deeds in different languages all the more astonishing to the crowd. Our second reading this weekend, too, will be familiar to us since we heard it earlier in year C. It's taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Remember back before Lent began when we heard seven straight weekends of this letter? Well, in this passage, Paul is responding to what likely happened in Corinth. The Christians there were coming to believe that some gifts of the Spirit were more important than others, and specifically, that those who received the gift of tongues had an elite status. But Paul channels his inner Oprah here and says, you get a charism, and you get a charism, and you get a charism. His point is that everyone receives charisms, or gifts, from the Spirit, and the gifts are meant for building up the community. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. When Paul wrote this letter, there were likely cliques starting to form among the Christians in Corinth based upon what spiritual gifts each person had been given by the Spirit. But Paul wants them to expand their understanding of spiritual gifts, and this is why he says not only that there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but also that there are different forms of service and that there are different workings. He wants them to see the Spirit at work not just in the flashy moments, such as a gift of tongues, but in all of the moments in which the community is built up, all of the manifestations of the Spirit. There are two options for our gospel this weekend. Truth be told, just as there are actually two options for our second reading as well, but we'll choose the second gospel option, since the first one, from John chapter 20, is one we've already set up on this show. 
The background for our second gospel option, then, is Jesus with his followers at the Last Supper. And in the second half of the passage, one of Jesus' disciples named Judas, but not Judas the Iscariot, has just asked Jesus a question. Master, what happened that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Remember that the Hebrews at the time believed the Messiah would arrive and demonstrate his power to all the nations. After all, this is what many of the prophets of the Old Testament foretold. So if Jesus really was the Messiah, they'd be waiting for his great moment of glorification and vindication. We know that it will arrive during his hour on the cross, but the disciples will struggle to see that after the Last Supper ends and Jesus is brought to his crucifixion. In typical style, as we see throughout John's Gospel, Jesus doesn't answer Judas's question directly. Instead, he talks about keeping his word and how the Father will love those who keep his word. He then finishes by talking about the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, which we talked about two weeks ago when some of these same verses were also the Gospel at Mass. Jesus is describing the role of the paraclete as the one who reminds. He's the great reminder of what Jesus has already taught. The Holy Spirit is going to be putting back into their minds what they had already heard Jesus say and seen Jesus do. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Pentecost Sunday in year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.